Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content from across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with Drew Denning, a flannel-wearing content creator that goes by the handle Welcome to Boredom. He's also a sales rep for What's Game Manufacturing. Drew, welcome to the binge. How you doing, sir? Doing mighty fine. And how about you, James? How are you doing? Oh, I am doing great. As always, doing fantastic. Love talking with people across the industry. Uh, definitely love talking with content creators because they come at this industry from a very unique angle. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, for those who don't know, we actually uh, met at... Um, well, I think our paths across kind of on social media over the past couple of years, but Here and there. officially uh, we met at Essen, which is really cool. So we got a chance to uh, have a smash burger together and mm -hmm. uh, in, in chat, and you came by our booth, which was very, very uh, generous of you. And uh, to me, I was like, wow, uh, we got to get you on, on the podcast. Absolutely love your content. We're going to talk about that in today's episode. But first, let's start off with the history. I want the backstory. How did you get into board gaming? So how did I get into board gaming just in general? I played, you know, you know, the typical games growing up. I played Monopoly, Scrabble, you know, all of those exciting childhood games that bring back either uh, a weird thing of nostalgia or a thing of fear and hatred. Either way, <laughs> what it was, uh, you, you have those different emotions. And I just thought that's just all board games are. That's it. That, that was it. Monopoly being the pinnacle of it that was it that was until my freshman year in college mm. renting out a renting out a uh, uh an apartment and my roommates and i were hanging out and he said hey you want to play a board game and to my knowledge of it like oh like monopoly and there we he introduced me to at the time that was called settlers of Catan. <sighs> That's what I called it. That's what I call it. And that started a trend of at least one to three times a week playing Settlers of Catan. We played it so much. No game that I ever own or play will be as much as the time in college for those four years that I played Settlers of Catan. <laughs> the amounts of trades, the amount of weird things that we did with that. And then finally, one day, we just said, let's try something different. Let's see what else is out there. Is there more stuff out there? And we began to research. There was Ticket to Ride. There was Pandemic. Yeah. There were so many others that were out there that we tried and we just absolutely came together and loved. And so, now, that, go, did, uh, I'm sorry, that's how that how that started. Go ahead with your question. Yeah, I was going to say, did you get sick of Catan at all? I say Catan because I'm Canadian. I got this weird accent. Others say Catan. I think there's a huge <laughs> debate over it. I think Eat Game Board, uh, Eat Lunch board gaming is a, a podcast out there, and he asks this question every single time about how to pronounce it because he just gets a kick out of how fifty percent of the people call it Catan, the other fifty percent call it Catan. Uh, and at the time, he asked me, he, and he's in the Catan camp, and I'm like, no, 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 it's Catan. Uh, so uh, there's no right or wrong way to say it, I guess, unless no. you're Canadian, then it's Catan. <laughs> <laughs> but but did you guys get sick of it at all? Like was it because like, when I played, like we don't even play it anymore. Like it is almost banned from the table because we played it to death uh to the point where it got it got a bit ugly right so were you ever in that camp or let me put it this into perspective james let me let me put this into perspective <laughs> here 
314 plays. Oh, you logged it. <laughs> logged it. I logged oh, it. I, I kept it in a little book and everything like that. Who won? What were some funny moments and memories of it and things of that sort? So we we had a great time with that because uh, people get mad and then that would yeah. cause the drama and tension with my roommates. But then we would make up and everything like that and it'd be all good and then we'd play again and then we'd actually have a pretty good game where it was really easy and simple and we stayed back and stayed away and we were like nope nope we're not gonna go there this time so but it did get to the eventual point that we kind of asked the question is there a another one out there yeah since, since college i've probably played it twice yeah maybe since then but i've had you know it it it's one of those games where it does have a special place for where it was because it is the one that kind of started all of this and the fact that i found out that there's a whole industry where there's you know thousands of games made per year i think it was on average in 2021 i think i saw a statistic on board game geek that said that they're on average two to three thousand board games published <laughs> each year so it's oh, wow. just like it's just like, this is insane for me yeah. to think about that. And so I didn't start the collecting, taking that seriously until about 2019, 2020. So about five years after I graduated college. And so that was, that was it. That was, so to answer your question and be straightforward. No, I did not get tired. of it. <laughs> we just got adventurous. That was the, that's the word. <laughs> I was going to say 310 times. You'd be like lighting the board on fire at that point. If it was in my household, but I still have it on my shelf. I just did a rearrange of my shelf uh, this past week. And uh, I, I moved it to a more prominent position. Uh, so I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm going to pull it back at one of these days. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. It, it's a bit of a stretch, but we'll see how far down the rabbit hole did you go then? So ticket ride pandemic, obviously is kind of the next gateway games. And then, you know, at what point did you start going deep? So I started to, I started with ticket to ride and ticket to ride was, was just fantastic. I had a love, like, like immediate love and passion for, take it to ride because of how much fun it just it wasn't that difficult it wasn't it wasn't as you know it, it had a lot of strategy to it but it wasn't anything that was similar to what i experienced with Catan. a whole completely different experience pandemic that was the first one that taught me okay we need to work together to actually get this done that yeah. was the very first thing that it taught me and uh and then no, lo and behold, I'll tell you this just to, because it's a funny story. I had a game store called Nerdvana in Tennessee where I lived. Oh, wow. And, and they did mostly retro video games and tabletop games. That was their biggest thing with those two areas of that. Now, I didn't know that Pandemic was its own little thing. So I just bought this gigantic box that said Pandemic on it. Didn't know that it said legacy on it. Now, I'm a I'm I'm in my last semester of college. I'm a broke college kid, and for whatever reason in my head, I said, you know what, eighty dollars is eighty U.S. dollars is not that bad. I should go ahead and just get it. And so we played Pandemic the way that we regularly play. And then I was like, well, what does this legacy mean? What is that? And that drove me into what a legacy game was. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is 
fantastic. There was so much more giving out of that $80 than I expected. <laughs> so, yeah. so for me, I thought that that was absolutely crazy in that. Um, from that point on, I really got more into like the party game type of thing where yeah. I would get party games, social deduction games, things like that is what I did. But I, I again, I didn't really start collecting more, getting more games until about 2020 when I was like, okay, well, they have a whole section and Target, whole section at my, you know, they have all these hot commodity games at my local game store. I was like, I'm going to go figure what these are all about. And I remember the one that made me go, I need to go ahead and do it was actually Horrified. That was the game that got mm. me to go, I need to go and collect more and so uh and it was just weird because i was in a weird headspace at that time and so it was like this is some good uh comfort that's cheaper than any therapy that i could get but everybody listening please go to therapy <laughs> don't don't go down the rabbit hole i did and but uh but i it actually worked out for the better and i am uh i am happy with the hobby that i picked up and what it led to when did that transition into content creation and was content creation something you're doing before board games or did those two things kind of go hand in hand? So um, one of the things that what it was is my primary space and area where I am is in is on TikTok. That yeah. is that was the thing I was just throughout the pandemic. I would just be when I wasn't working, I'd come home, you know, do chores, you know make something to eat, cook, have a good time with my spouse and just have, have this wonderful time of it. And we would play board games and I just would sit there and I would say, you know, I see a lot of people on YouTube creating content about board games. And in 2021, I said, you know what, I'm just going to start doing this. I'm going to start making game recommendations where I would start recommending games that I've played and doing like a top 10 list of something. So I would do 10 videos in about a, about a two week period, one video a day where I would just start talking about games. These are games that I enjoyed that are, you know, social deduction games, games that I enjoyed that involve dice, games that I've enjoyed this or that. You fill in the blank of that. The yeah. the first video that ever got traction was first series that got traction off of that was board games that make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> that was the very first one. And it was it was a very interesting list as I got to dive into that. I looked at games that I was like, these are banned and they make me uncomfortable when you realize what they are that that are banned. They weren't games that I had. Uh, they 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 one or two of them were games that I played, but the rest of them, I was like, I can't play these because they're banned. But I was like, for good reason, though, you need to, you know, look into that. And so that was a very interesting topic. And that was where I first got my first several thousand views rolling in. And so it wasn't necessary. I wasn't creating any content before I wasn't doing anything. I was just living life, working, doing yeah. my, my day to day job of where I uh, I did both. I worked in the Amazon factory as well as I uh, delivered caskets to funeral homes. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that's what I was doing before working with what's. We'll get into that later, though. So, <laughs> so board games, a bit of a, a little bit of a levity, I guess. With yeah, job. yeah. The, 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 the uncomfortable. And I, James, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make you feel uncomfortable with that subject, but that was uh, 
that was uh that was the job that was the job that i had it's what paid the bills and yeah. board games were kind of my escape you know as a hobby uh, collecting them buying them at you know whatever store i could or online somewhere and then uh, such as miniature market or any other ones and then as well being able to come together and play them yeah now you got me curious so what were the top three uh games that made you uncomfortable Man, James, you're talking about something I did two years ago. So let me think back to that. Let me think Give me back. one. How about that? Give me one. Give you one. Okay. Um, one of the game. One of the games that made me feel very uncomfortable was uh, Twister. Okay. And so, and so that's not technically a board game, but it is a game, and it's sold on the board game aisle. So I was like, this gets a pass, you know. And so. Twister just always made me feel uncomfortable. Like I like to ha like I'm a hugger type of person, but I'm like, yep. don't hug me too long. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I will gladly accept hugs, handshakes, you know, hot. We can even make our own like handshake, whatever deal. Yeah. But I'm like, don't hug me too long. Like then it gets a little weird. <laughs> and so that's awesome. Like, and so it's that extra, uh, that second yeah. squeeze when you're getting the hug, that's like, whoa, okay, come on now. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Um, Let's see. There was another one, and it was just really, oh, oh, it was a 1970s game. This was the one that was my number one. Uh, it was it was a game called Spin the Bottle. And it was actually okay, a board yeah. game, Spin the yes, Bottle. So I'm familiar and with this one. Yeah. It, yeah, it was it was it made me just very uncomfortable just looking at the picture alone on the front because it was a family. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I was like. This is awful. I'm sorry. I'm, and I, pro I probably shouldn't talk too much about that on the show, but it was just, just anybody go look that up, look at that uh, front box image and tell me that it doesn't make you uncomfortable in the slightest. <laughs> well, I, there's, I can tell you two right now that uh, more modern one, one is trial by trolley, which I had uh, bought at a, um, uh, at a, one of the most recent conventions is at uh, breakout con in Toronto. And they have this kind of swap where you can come in and it's like a silent auction. And it was going for like nothing. And it was brand new, still with the shrink wrap on it. And I'm like, oh, I'll try. I think I heard, I think I heard about that game. <laughs> right. So I pick it up and then I'm watching the how to play video and some of the content in it, I felt uncomfortable. And I boxed it back up. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna find a new owner for this one. It's not, this is not my my jam. Right. So that's cards against humanity is another great example of that. Oh, yeah, 100 percent 100 percent And that's what, and you know. I, I sit there and make fun of Cards Against Humanity a lot in my current content just because yeah. it's the game everybody went to. And I'm like, just because it's edgy and whatever you want to describe it as doesn't mean that it's good and as well. And there's like I a million know. knockoffs of it. And I, I get the attraction and, and, you know, certainly it's a popular game. So no disservice to them. It's just not my personal... Mm -hmm. kind of vibe you know what i mean if i was to pick a game to play that's probably not on the top of the list but uh certainly they've had a lot of success so when you kind of start building out this 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 channel the the, the tiktok and, and start getting those kind of initial hits was it was there like an aha moment that where you're just like oh boy uh, i can actually take this pretty far um you know and and you start to kind of hone in on what drives traffic or what doesn't or is it more organic than that that's a great question because the the lists were doing okay even after that yeah. initial traction that they were doing okay but hmm, i said i don't want to be known for just doing this so i started to branch out and do skits do overviews 
do recommendations, even unboxings to a certain point. And I told myself, I said, I'm not going to limit myself to just doing lists and these simple recommendations, you know? And I said, I'm not a one trick pony. Like I want to, I want to branch out and do, see what works, see what sticks. And I, where I really hit it off was with through the skits. The skits were simple. They were just sounds that I used for, because I watch a lot of television and watch, I've watched a lot of movies over life and I'm just taking these sounds and, and I'm just making them into something where it's just something simple and quick. And it's just, it's just simply me, you know, either making something that's relatable uh, to what it may be. Most of my jokes throughout the skits either involve me flipping a table or <laughs> like I said, making fun of uh, making fun of cards against humanity and, and, and more power to him if you enjoy those games. But I'm just saying like, that's, that's the thing that gets people to go, go, Oh, this is, this is pretty, pretty funny. Now the, the flannel was never intentional. <laughs> that's <laughs> one thing I have to let it be known. That was never intentional. But my first video that got 1 million views was uh, me wearing a flannel. And someone said, I, it was, it was this song. It was this uh, parody song of a, of a country song. And it was cold that day. So I'm wearing a flannel and someone said, this is who I thought would be singing this type of song <laughs> just because of the outfit and the way that I look and everything. And the video, the video was, it was just, it was interesting because I'm just sitting here goofing off on the internet. I don't really have too much of a purpose at that point in time. And then I get that and I'm like, maybe I can take this to yeah. somewhere. Maybe something can happen. I would like for something to happen. That's awesome. That reminds me of the office episode where uh, Andy Bernard is, uh, uh, Will Ferrell is the, uh, is the boss, right? And he's like, you're the funny guy. And he's like, ah, this is who I am now. Right. Cause he, yeah. you get a reaction. It's like, that's, that's now the identity you've just carved out. <laughs> It, it was and it was it, it the thing about doing content is is you got to do a thousand different things in order to find something to sticks yeah and so that's how that's all that's my biggest thing that i've i've come to realize is that following is built that way based on what you uh what you try and you know there's a lot of things that i've done that i'm proud of content wise like i was like oh i did this yeah. beautiful shot of a game this game looked so good and this lighting it was perfect and nobody saw the video and i'm just like why yeah. <laughs> why did that happen and then i post a skit that took me five like less than five minutes to record and do and uh they and then like everybody and then everybody sees it so it's just it's one of those things where i'm like I don't know what I'm doing, but I also think I'm doing it very well. <laughs> what's some advice you'd give to people who are trying to get into content creation? Like what's, what's something if you were to go back and kind of meet your earlier self from a few years ago, what's something you, you would, you would say to say, Hey, if you want to get started, you, you should, this is one of the things you should start doing. So I really put it into uh, two different realms of what it would be and they go hand in hand i feel like one being that if you're going to create content you got to realize that you got to have fun with it if you're not having fun with it then you're you're just going to be miserable and it's going to be a waste of your time and why, yeah. why why would you not use that for something else such as family or you know playing more board games or whatever that it might be the second one being uh the second one being that ask yourself the question what would you want to watch 
as you're scrolling on TikTok or Instagram reels, or if you're going through your YouTube videos, ask yourself, what's the one thing that you would see and you would say, oh, I really want to watch this type of deal. Um, I, I, at times think, oh, well, I could do better in some areas myself with that, with that kind of question, but it's still a question that I asked today. And so, and that's why I like, that's why, like, for example, my unboxing videos have evolved into what they are. I got yeah. told I got told at PAX Unplugged, which I just went to a few weeks ago, and um, uh, they told me, they said, I love your unboxing videos. And I was like, thank you so much. And they said, you know, it's great that you can start out the videos the way that you do. And I'm like, oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay, because what I do is, and so for anybody who's not seen any of my content, just to wrap it up quickly, um, uh, what I do is, is now I've taken my unboxing videos and I have added whatever strange video I could add to the beginning of the video. So for example, I posted one today and it's this, it's this elderly lady and she's staring straight at the camera and she screams, grandma loves chocolate cake. She has a chocolate cake right there in front of her and she just takes her hand dips her hand into the chocolate cake, rubs it all over her face. And then the next scene right after that is just me looking very uncomfortable and just like, anyways, I have an unboxing I need to do today. <laughs> so thank you for staying with me. <laughs> and Where do so, you get that content? Like, is it just, you're just scraping it from TikTok itself and doing like, uh, like stitches or? Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing some form of stitching. I, I do find the videos just because, you know, sometimes my for you page can be super weird. And so yeah. and so it's just how that that rolls out is is that I said, well, this is weird to me and makes me uncomfortable. So let me just if if I'm stopping to watch all of this, somebody else is going to stop. It's kind of like a, a, a it, I don't want to say a bait and switch, but it is to an extent. That's what it is because then they'll say, Oh, well, Drew's up here. Let me see what mm. he's got, you know, recently in his package. And, and somebody, and the fact that, and the fact that people were like, yeah, I really love that. And they told me at PAX Unplugged, they said, <laughs> they said, yeah, I really love those, but I can't, I feel like I can't watch them in public. And I'm like, you're probably right. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> So that made me that made me kind of chuckle at that 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 was uh, one of the handful of things that I'm known for outside of flannels and talking about board games. So it's a it's a really interesting um, aspect to that. Let me uh, let me go ahead and say like if you're starting out doing content, don't be don't be ashamed to to do to know that failure can happen. Uh, will happen quite you, frankly I'm thinking, and it right? will and it will happen yeah. it will happen i feel like i feel like definitely it's it's something that is a trial and error type of deal it, it is a lot of hard work but yeah. you you definitely need to uh just take that courage and the next step to do it don't go as crazy as i did in the early days and and james this is this is me letting you know how crazy that i am <laughs> i when I started out, I was given some very bad advice. And the bad advice was, is, oh, yeah, true. If you really want to go viral quickly, if you want to get, if you want people to start following you and get that big following, you got to post two to three times a day. Yeah. And I said, I can't. I, I said, no, I can't do that. And then they like, you need to do it. And so for 
about two years I did that. My first two, like, like two years I did that. And I finally said, I need to slow it down. You yeah. know, I, I, when I, when I finally got to a point, I said, I, I just started slowing down posting that about maybe about March of 2023, I think is when it, when it went down. So I, I really tell people, I'm like, make sure it's good quality stuff, but also like, something you do want to watch and don't burn yourself out as quickly. Cause like I had to take two weeks off and say, I'm not posting anything for two oh, wow. weeks. I was like, I was like, I, and I was in, I, it was, it was bliss. It was such a nice feeling. And then I came back and I was, and I still post at least once a day. That's kind of my red uh, regimen. It was like, I was, all right, I need to get one thing now today. So, and I was like, and some people are like, that's even crazy. And I, Hey, you know, it's whatever you feel to be right. What's your account up to now? Like, what's your follower account on? I, I think it's around nine thousand on Instagram. What, what's your uh, your TikTok at? Uh, it's almost it's almost a twenty. Almost, almost a, 20. a twenty. Yeah. So that, that's a high count. Like, have you monetized yet, or is that the next step, or where are you at in that regards? I did. I did monetize uh, on on all my platforms actually, but then all of a sudden. Um, TikTok switched over and I left the TikTok creator fund. It was not, it was not that beneficial. It was oh, wow. not. And um, I, I used to um, now, now this is not secret for anybody who's listening. It's, it's, it's going to be out there. There are some people who do game reviews and they do ask for some sort of either yeah. commission or some sort of payment for their video that, that exists. When I got my job at What's Games, I said, I'm going to use something. Uh, and, and I used to. I used to charge, like, you know, fair amounts. It's just like, hey, this is how yeah. much time of my time it's going to take to create your video. This is how much I'm going to charge you. And it wasn't that much. It was probably, it was it was 20-something bucks is what all I asked. I was just like, yeah. like I'm not going to ask much out of anybody. So then uh, I said, once I get to something where I can do something in this industry, to where I can I can actually you know you know make a good living in the board game industry, then that's when I'm like I'm not going to ever charge for any of my reviews. I'm never going to charge for any of my any videos, any content that I create. And that happened, and I kept to that promise. I said I'm not gonna not gonna do that because it's actually because of my content that I got the call from What's Games. So how did that work? So they just saw your content, called you up and said, hey, we, we, we got a job for you or, or can, you, can you walk us through that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, 100%. So um, I was going through uh, I was going through and creating content, doing two things a day, uh, working the Amazon factory, delivering caskets, somewhere around that time. And all of a sudden, um, one of my videos really goes viral on Instagram. I'm really going through a good stride on Instagram where people are watching my content and people are interacting and engaging with it. And then all of a sudden I get a comment and then a DM and then later on the next day, an email from uh, somebody uh, representative at what's games. And I thought to myself, I said, okay, they were like, wow, it really looks like you like board games. Would you like a position with our company? And my first thought was, this is a scam. This has yeah. got to be a scam. They, you know, nobody, nobody actually does this. You know, I was like, unless they want me to like uh, do an unboxing video or some sort of content about their game, nobody really does this. I was like, this is crazy. 
And I began to dive into it. And I found somebody who worked for the company that I knew personally, and I contacted them and I asked them, I said, is this for real? Is this a real person that's contacting me? This is not a scam, is it? And they said, no, person's name is real. They're my supervisor. And if you join our team, they will be too as well. Um, they were like, no, this, this, this company has paid me every month that I've worked here. So They were like, it's, it's true. It's true. So, um, I was like, okay, let's, let's take a deep dive into it. And that's how that, how that went forward. I, I joined up with the company. They hired me basically on the spot. It wasn't even an interview. It was more of a, uh, it was more of a, Hey, let's sit down, get to know you. And then, uh, as well, tell you what you'd be doing day to day. And I said, okay. So what do you do you do a day to day? Like what is your what's your role? So uh, most of my most of my job is to really take care of anyone who's interested in working with what's I, as you mentioned and said, I'm the sales representative for what's games. I work with the North American side of the world as well as European, but I can also work with other areas of the world, too, mm. if if need be, if somebody's really wanting to work with what's games. I try to stay in those two areas of Europe and North America. So what I do is, is I create the interest within our company. See if anyone be interested in working with us, answer any questions that they may have and things of that nature. I work with getting the quotations, um, helping, helping anyone, helping any publisher or designer who wants a quotation to do that. I help send out our sample kits. There are just a plethora of things that I wear my many hats on. And yeah. so I definitely 100% do enjoy this job um, and very grateful for it. The, but, you know, and it is in sales, but it's the relationship that I get to build with publishers, the relationships I get to build with designers. You know, if it wasn't for the fact that I work with this company and build relationships, I wouldn't be here on this wonderful podcast with you, James. Like, it's just that's yeah. how it works. So we would have passed one another once upon a time. But, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be in the spot where I am today if it wasn't for TikTok, Instagram and all the social media sites combined with working with what's game. So and 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 just know I'm very thankful for it. So what's the long term plan? Like if you kind of set a vision for yourself as to kind of where you're looking to go in the industry and how these things are all going to kind of mesh together. Now, in and <laughs> now to tell now to tell you this is to just simply say and I'm going to put it flat and straightforward at the moment, no. I don't. At the moment I don't. I am I've only been working with What's Games for 1 year. It's mm -hmm. officially 1 year about 2 weeks ago. So a, a year and some change is really what it is. And my goal was to work out my first year, do my best to do what I can to stay at this job and in the industry to where I can work hard, gain trust and stay with them for multiple years. And I feel like that's where I'm at at the point of that. But, you know, I'm not I'm not going to sit stand here and say on this podcast that, oh, yes, I am what's games die hard. You know, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be here rest of my life type of deal when the other opportunities come and arise you know i'm going to entertain the idea of maybe potentially doing that but at the moment right now i would say that 
because of the board game industry and because of the job that I have, my bills are paid, which is a lot better than working two jobs. <laughs> my, yeah. You know, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not living, la living lavishly by any means, but uh, I'm not doing that, but I can rest my head easy at night knowing that uh, Wets Games has been paying me enough to live. And you're doing something you love, which is, and, and, and that's the other thing too, is, which is not many people a, can say that, right? No. Yeah, absolutely. As a gamer, if you would have told me five or four or five years ago that I, this is what I would be doing and that I would love every waking moment of it, I would have never believed you. I would have said, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm not, a, I'm not a content creator. I'm not entertaining. I'm not, you know, I was like, I'm not, you know, you know, and I would tell all these kind of things about it, but just the way that life has gone has been so interesting that just the simple fact that I picked up my phone and said, I'm going to start talking about a hobby that I really enjoy would lead to my bills are paid because of a hobby that I enjoy. Yeah. Like I'm just like, man, that is, that is wild to me. So I do feel like this has been a wild uh, ride and wild story. So. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, you've done so well for yourself. And uh, I know you've got quite the following. I love your content. Uh, I always get, makes me smile. And uh, I'm sure there's many out there that uh, can't wait to see what the next idea you come up with. Uh, Drew, I want to wish you all the best in this coming year. Uh, hopefully I can see you at maybe Origins if you're going to be there. Absolutely. Uh, we'll get a chance to connect. We'll maybe have another beer and uh, another smash burger and, and talk games, my friend. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Cheers. This has been an episode of the Board Game Binge Podcast, hosted by James Staley, produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel, Board Game Binge. And you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.